All right. Let's talk about something that I have wanted to talk about for a long time, but I just haven't had the guts to do it. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about my worst investment ever. And I want to share what I learned so that you can avoid the mistakes that I made. All right, let's get it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Stock Stories. This is the show where we decode the business behind the stock. Hi, my name is Alex Mason. I'm your stock storyteller, and thank you so much for joining me today. We're going through the entire S&P 500, studying every component, and we're also talking about mental models and other topics. And today is one of those episodes where we're talking about other topics. I want to talk to you about my worst investment ever, which just so happened to be my first major investment in the stock market ever. And we're going to walk through my thought process at the time, what happened, and then the lessons from that so that you can avoid the mistakes that I did. Now, if you've been following me before my YouTube journey started, you would know that I actually started Stock Stories as a podcast, audio-only podcast, back in 2018. Back then, I was just thinking, I'm just going to stick with the blue chip companies because those are probably the safest, and I can kind of get to know this stock market world of individual stocks without straying too far into deep waters where uh, I was afraid I was going to lose my family a lot of money. That was the basic thinking. The first company that I ever talked about on this show was back in April of 2018, and it was General Electric. And I have my phone right here. I'm looking at the episode, General Electric, will this energy powerhouse survive the downturn? I was intrigued by the fact that General Electric was a very old company, very established. It's been around for literally hundreds of years founded by Thomas Edison himself. Now, at the time, the stock price for General Electric was down by over 50%. So that immediately drew my attention. I did know that there were some problems. There were some problems with the insurance business. There were some problems just with the oil and gas division. Also, they were having a really hard time and not making any profits. They were losing money for the company. But I did see a couple other bright spots. I saw that the aviation segment was running on all cylinders. And I saw that the healthcare business was really strong. So I said to myself, okay, here's this large industrial business that seems to be trading cheaply, that has some profitable segments. It's, it's a turnaround. This is a turnaround investment. They're going to right the ship. They're going to get back to their former glory. And then I'm going to make a bunch of money because I bought so cheaply or so I thought. I went ahead and purchased some shares at a split adjusted price of about $142 per share. And I thought, man, I'm getting such a great deal on this company. It's a big, powerful company. Just working through some small issues, small issues, and eventually it's going to come back, right? Well, as soon as I purchased the shares of the company, guess what happened? Well, the stock price kept falling, it kept falling. And it fell by 10%. And I thought, okay, company's falling by 10%. Well, me, I'm a value investor. I've, I've read Buffett. I've read about Charlie Munger. I've read about Benjamin Graham and all these guys who were so successful in the stock market. I'm going to go in and buy some more stock at a cheaper price and average down. And so I thought I was being pretty intelligent in doing that. But really, I was just buying shares of a business whose intrinsic value was actually eroding. And that was a big problem. 
But in my hubris, in my arrogance, I decided I'm going to double down on this and double the position in General Electric. And so at that point in time, I had a not inconsequential percentage of my family's net worth in this one stock. And that was a bad idea. Now, fortunately, both my wife and I had a good understanding that we shouldn't concentrate ourselves too much in any one position ever. And so we decided, okay, we're not buying any more of this General Electric stock. We're just going to wait. These problems will probably clear itself up in one to two to three years and we'll move on and make investments elsewhere. So that was a good decision. But what happened after that point is General Electric, their business just continued to deteriorate. The CEO ended up getting booted out, John Flannery. They brought in this new guy, Larry Culp, who was way better CEO in my opinion. And things actually did start turning around, but it was so slow. I mean, the years just went by and here we are holding this stock that just is falling and, and we've got all these losses on our balance sheet. And it just, it felt like it was never going to end. 2018 passed, 2019 passed, 2020 passed. Finally, last year, 2021, we made the decision, you know what, we're just getting rid of this. We're selling this stock or this capital needs to be put to better use. And it's just unwise to have it tied up in this business that's not really doing much for us and probably won't do much for us. And I'm very glad we made that decision. At one point, the stock was down from our average cost basis by over 60%, I think close to 70%. And it did make up some of that ground a little bit before we sold, but we took a big hit on that stock. And uh, it was just very painful to realize those losses. So let's get now into the lessons so that you can avoid <laughs> this major mistake that I made and never have to go through this with your family's portfolio. Okay, first of all, don't project past earnings into the future for a highly cyclical business. This is very difficult, and I just totally fell for this mistake. I looked at the prior financials of General Electric from 2017, 2016, 2015, 2014, and I saw, okay, this is a business making profits. Some of the segments aren't that profitable, but overall, yeah, this is a business making money. It looked like it was trading at a reasonable multiple, but the thing with commodities and with industrial companies with really long cycles is that sometimes you may have bad earnings or negative earnings for years and years before it comes back up again. Number two, I completely ignored the massive liabilities on General Electric's balance sheet. I mean, I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Uh, this is a company that literally had tens I think it was, may have even been over $100 billion of total liabilities on its balance sheet. I just didn't, didn't really account for the fact that this company had massive obligations that it was going to have to take care of. And the thing is, when a company takes out a ton of debt, you're going to have to pay it back. Yeah, you can refinance it over and over and over again, but you're paying interest on that. And you do have to pay some principal back at the end of the day. And so that's coming out of the shareholders' pockets. And I just totally ignored that and thought that the earnings power of the business would be sufficient. But really, if you have a huge amount of debt, it's really going to drag down returns. Now, one positive thing is General Electric sold off a significant part of its healthcare business and paid off a bunch of its debt while I was holding it. 
So that helped the intrinsic value of the company to a certain degree, but it still has a massive debt load um, because of prior decisions from past management. And I just really failed to acknowledge that. Number three, improper assessment of management. I read the shareholders letter from the CEO and I thought, oh, all right, this, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about and I'm sure things will be fine. He, he's saying things will be fine. Well, I didn't dig deep enough into management. Who is running this company? What is their track record? Are they good with capital allocation? CEOs are only ever going to tell you what they want you to hear. They want you to hear the optimism, how things are going to be great with the company. I didn't assess management properly enough. So dig deep into who's actually running the business, understand at least a little bit about what their past history is and their track record in order to make some determination of how they might perform for you in the future. Because remember, they are supposed to be taking care of your capital. So make sure they're doing a good job. All right, number four. In general, I failed to, I failed to really appreciate the complexity of this business. General Electric was and still is a very complex business. They're a massive conglomerate. They have all of these different segments that do all sorts of really complex things. And I let my own personal bias as an engineer, frankly, get in the way of me acknowledging how complex of a business this is and just failing to see that there could be risks lurking anywhere. And I just wouldn't see it as a shareholder because it's just hard to understand a complex business. And when you have an industrial conglomerate that also has these financial operations with these insurance contracts with different terms in them, like I'm not going to understand all of that. It's not anything like Hershey's company where Hershey, they make chocolate and Reese's peanut butter cups. They send them to stores, they sell them, boom, you have profit at the end of the day. It's not as simple as that. And so I just failed to acknowledge the complexity of this business. And that really hurt because there were a lot of risks in this business that I just simply couldn't see. All right, five, I invested in a business at the very beginning of a major turnaround process. Now, General Electric, at the time of this recording, they're still around, they're still surviving. Maybe one day they'll thrive. They've significantly reorganized the business at this point, which is great. I think the current CEO seems to be doing a great job based on their actual track record over the past couple of years, but they're digging out of a very, very big hole. And investing in a turnaround just gets really tricky because I think Warren Buffett even has a quote where he says, don't invest in turnarounds because they rarely turn around. And if they do turn around, things could be amazing and you could make a ton of money but it's just so much harder to predict than a business that's already very high quality. And then you only need that business to continue doing what it's doing as a high quality business in order to make money. So watch out for investing in turnarounds. All right. Number six, I increased the financial commitment to a business just because its price fell. Now, when a stock's price falls, that can be a great thing for you. It can be a great idea to go in and scoop up some more shares of a business that you're already really interested in. That's great. But I fail to ask the question, why is the stock price falling? What is it that is making this price fall? Is it just momentary news? Is it a general market downturn? Nope, that wasn't the case here. In this case, it was a company-specific set of issues that was causing Wall Street to lose confidence in the business and in the leadership of the business. 
And I failed to see that the intrinsic value of the business was going down. So think about it like this. If the intrinsic value of a business or what the company is really worth goes down at a certain rate, but the price is falling at that rate, then the stock itself isn't getting cheaper. In fact, it might even get more expensive if intrinsic value sinks really fast and the price only goes down a little bit. Well, then you're paying relatively more for business because it's actually getting worse more than the stock price is, is lowering, if you understand what I'm saying. And so that's kind of what happened to me is I bought this business more shares just because the price was going down. And that was a mistake. Always assess the true value of the business before you buy shares and try to understand why price is moving the way it is, because that will help you and protect you as an investor from making a poor decision like I made. All right, so those are the lessons I've learned. I hope you've taken some things from this video or this episode so that you can make better investment decisions going forward for your family. Just to recap, the things we talked about are, I projected past earnings and revenue into the future for a highly cyclical business, which was a mistake. Second, I ignored the massive liabilities on the company's balance sheet. Third, I made an improper assessment of management's ability to run the business effectively. Fourth, in general, I just failed to understand the complexity of the business and General Electric is and was a very complex business. Five, I invested in a business at the beginning phases of a massive turnaround, which is pretty risky. And then number six, I increased my family's financial commitment to the stock just because price fell. And that was a mistake because I wasn't looking at relative valuation or thinking as much about intrinsic value. So those are the six lessons. And I hope that you have learned something from this. I really hope that you don't make the same mistakes that I did. That's why I'm sharing this with you. And frankly, like, look, it's uh, it was hard for me to hit record on this episode today because I have not wanted to talk about this for a long time. Uh, it's hard to admit failure as an investor or in general as a person. And, um, but you know what, since that position has now been sold and it's been some months now, I feel more comfortable just talking about it and reflecting on what went wrong so that I don't make those mistakes in the future. And so you don't make those mistakes hopefully ever. <laughs> so I hope you got some enjoyment and learned a lot from this episode. Thank you so much. And um, my name is Alex Mason, your stock storyteller. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.